Hi again, everybody. This is Nick Weber with the Knowledge Transfer Team, and uh, today on this uh, this episode, we have Lance Tarchioni, who is a technical agronomist in West Central Illinois for the DeKalb and Asgrove brand. Lance, how are you doing today? Uh, doing great, Nick. Nice to hear Good. from you. Likewise, thanks for joining us. So um, we're going to dive into, you know, preparing for harvest and what that looks like from uh, your seat as a technical agronomist with uh, the DeKalb Asgrove brand. Um, but certainly, you know, you have uh, a few years of experience with the company and you've learned a few things over the years. I want to get into that and how we can help some of the peers. But I guess first things first, um, what are some of those, you know, preparing for harvest kind of started a couple of weeks ago as you started putting out field signs and and getting ready for meeting season. How has that gone for you guys? And, and what are some of the things you're hearing as you're out the countryside? Yeah, this is uh, this is an exciting time of year in, in our business. And, you know, we're getting close to harvest and the anticipation of of seeing yield start coming in. And we're, you know, hearing yield performance from, you know, down south where harvest has already started in Texas and other places and doing a lot of kickoff meetings. And, you know, this is kind of the uh, pre-harvest kickoff season. We we generally will do a, a round of of dealer meetings and dealer trainings to kind of get people primed for the for the sales season and and even try to encourage dealers to take the opportunity to you know maybe do something crazy and try to sell some seed before harvest. <laughs> um, so so um, you know we're 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 in that mode right now and you know kind of going over programs um, you know ta talking about you know pricing and budgets and and all that kind of. Fun stuff that, uh, that 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 makes people anxious, and um, you know, talking about our supply mix and keeping people focused on these are the top five corn hybrids and top five soybean varieties, and no matter what happens from a performance standpoint, these this is what we need to sell if if we're going to be successful, and um, just uh, getting out in front of people and and doing product training and field days and uh, this is just you know one of my uh, other than right in the middle of harvest this this would probably be my favorite time of year I, I i love the i love the field day season i love talking to customers and get uh I, not not that i need three pork chops a day but uh, i'll do i'll do it man <laughs> it's part part of the job it's you know the struggle is real right <laughs> I, I, I look like i've been eating three pork chops a day for 30 years Nick. <laughs> Uh, so you had mentioned about anxiousness, but also some of the excitement angles too. Like, um, uh, what what are you know? We're in early to mid August here, um, middle of the season. Like you said, it's very exciting times. Um, you know, what are some of those things you're hearing from people as you as you have those face to face meetings? Certainly, if um, you know, since COVID, we got to restart to have these face to face experiences, and that's been that's been fabulous for most people. People like yourself, outgoing, right? Uh, but like, yeah. what are some of those conversations that dealers and growers? What are, what are some of those things that they're telling you right now as the season has progressed in your area? Well, I think most of our growers are you know cautiously optimistic about the prospects or harvest. I mean, it's been a very Kind of a emotional roller coaster this year from a from a weather standpoint for us. We we had record dry conditions in May and June, which is a weird time of the year for us to be dry. We we more often suffer from excess moisture during that part of the season, and and uh, then we had the derecho event that came through uh, June 29th, did a lot of damage, uh, but thankfully also kind of broke the drought and brought some much needed moisture and. Then we got real dry again through the month of July, and then we've had a lot of heavy rain in early August, and so we've, you know, we've we've had these 
monsoon seasons separated by droughts is kind of the way this year has has gone for us but uh the crop looks pretty good the crop stayed very healthy that is one one thing that people are are thankful about is we 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 are not fighting super super heavy disease pressure uh at this point in time and and the crops about you know three weeks away from black layer in most cases so probably looking like it's not going to be a you know diseases are not going to be the story this year which which that's always a good thing and uh we we got the rain when we absolutely had to have it so i, I think most growers are, are going to have a good crop maybe maybe not the best they've ever had but um certainly a heck of a lot better than they thought it was going to be about the 25th of june when it looked like it wasn't going to even survive mm. so i think you know people are optimistic uh you know growers are you know hearing that you know some of the you know fertilizer pricing is coming down and 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 that you know kind of lifts people's spirits a little bit the uh you know the grain markets are you know not not where they were so you know you can always find something to be <laughs> uh bummed about but um you know usually you, usually you know guys are guys are in a pretty good mood going into what looks like it's going to be a pretty good harvest and and so i i would say you know spirits are spirits are good good and so speaking of of spirits being good and crop uh, kind of looking better with corn and beans in your area particularly, um, what are some of those, you know, five, maybe three to five product products that that have you guys as a team excited to get out and sell? And, and if you can um, kind of talk about that, uh, what that translates to when you're talking about supply mix, you referenced that a little bit earlier about, you know, selling your plan. Um, can you kind of put those two questions together for me since I kind of rambled into them? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I mean it's it, you know I, hopefully if if we do a good job building our supply plan and and our crystal ball is cracked just like everybody else's we can't predict the future there's always surprises there's always products that exceed expectations there's always products that fall short of expectations you know we build that supply plan based on everything we know um in February and and then when another harvest comes along you know we we learn more and and that changes our perspective and I I try to really coach people to, you know, the year that just happened is no more important or no more valid than the year that happened three years ago, mm -hmm. but it has a so much bigger impact on your thought process than the year that happened three years ago. Right. And, and if people can, can kind of stay focused on the fact that, Hey, you know, a, a, a year is a year. Uh, a data point is a data point. This year is no more important than that year, and this data point is no more important than that data point. You just got to roll all that together and make the best decision that you can make because, you know, there's there's no reason to think that next year is going to be more like this year than it was like last year. You you just don't know. Next year is going to be different. Every every year is different. We 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 say we say that every year. Yeah, right. Uh, and it's and it's true every year. And and then every year we kind of fall back in the same rut and we and we start wanting to do things next year based on what happened this year. And that's just, you know, whether it's grain marketing, agronomy, hybrid selection, variety selection, you know, many, many, many things in life. That's that that's not a that, that's not a good way to do it. But man, it's hard not to uh, you know, not to get too focused on what just happened. So you know, right. with with that being said, um, you know we try to crop plan a 
broad package of, of very diverse products that work in a lot of different environments, a lot of different situations, not get too many eggs in one basket. And, and so we end up with a with a really good mix of old and new. We've, we've got more new products, um, you know, and by new, I actually would mean like the sophomore class that were new in plots last year. We sold them for the first time this year, things like 6422 and, and 11135 and 6606, 5626. And that, that freshman class from last year, um, just, just an outstanding group of, of new products. Uh, many of those are supply limited, so we we can't just go hog wild on all the new stuff. But you know, we're I'm very much a if it ain't broke, don't fix it kind of guy too. So you know, we're we're still anchored by you know by the captain. Uh, 6595 has been our high volume hybrid for several years. Uh, still got a lot of 6357 in the mix. Uh, still uh, got a lot of 6270. You know, so a lot of other uh, products that are, you know, still very high volume products, uh, not the new stuff, not the up and comers, not maybe the ones that won all the plots last year. Um, but, but they're the ones that, you know, are going to help, you know, help, help deliver the number that the, that the sales team's shooting for. Yeah. It's like putting together a, a baseball team in some regards, right? <laughs> you know, finding, yeah, finding yeah. where people slot in and, you know, yeah. everyone has strengths and weaknesses on, on where they fit. It, you know, and, and you know, the farmer and the dealer, they, they tend to want to build a basketball team because five players is all they, you know, all they want to deal with. I'd rather make a football team because I, <laughs> I want like 10, 10 or 11 hybrids out there on, on the field. Uh, so that's it's it's easy for an agronomist to wish everybody would plant 10 hybrids. The the, the people that I have to sell the 10 hybrids and the people that have to plant the 10 hybrids, um, you know, don't really want to mess with 10 hybrids. But that's uh, that's 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 another story. We'll use basketball analogies going forward now for your area. <laughs> but I think, you know, kind of to your some of the things you were hitting on in that that previous answer is, you know, how you how you tell stories about products. And that's sometimes a corn plant and a soybean plant or, you know, how do you tell a story about them? But, you know, I think one thing I've learned in my, you know, couple dozen years in new to agriculture is that's truly in our breeding process and the pipeline every product kind of does have its unique little quirks and characteristics that enable you as agronomists and sellers to kind of point those out and, and really kind of, yeah. I hate to say tailor, but maybe meet some of the, the, those, those, uh, the pros and cons list for those farmers. And I think one thing you guys do in West central Illinois really well is, is some of those product profiles and some of the videos and the communications you have. Can you kind of maybe share your guys's perspective and how you go about doing that with, with your peers here? Yeah, I mean, and and I don't know that we do it, you know, better than anybody else. I mean, there's there's teams out there, TAs out there that'll, you know, they they name their hybrids. They come yeah. up with a clever a clever name that's you know, so usually kind of humorous or not legally cor approved, but cor correlate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Most likely not. Not and, trademark. Uh, yeah. and so, so, so we don't quite go to that degree, but we we do try to give the products a personality. We try to give the products, a, you know, an identity. Uh, persona, if you say, if you want to say, and and talk about, you know, how to manage them, where they fit on your farm, what they can do for you on your farm, the types of environments you want to position them in, the types of management they respond to, and you know, may if you can, you know, relate that back to you know a, a story of you know where you saw this product performing really well on somebody's farm in, in this certain situation. And that just it, it it creates a 
a picture of the product in someone's mind that's easier for them to remember. It's more entertaining. Um, you know, if, if you've ever been to a, a field day where where ten different seed reps each get a chance to talk about their four favorite hybrids and they all stand up there and say it's got good roots, it's got good stalks, it's got good grain quality, it's got good drought tolerance, it's got high yield potential for its maturity, it dries down really fast and you'll like it. And and by the time you hear that 40 times, you know, you're ready to eat a bullet. Um, so, so trying that to- pork chop. Trying to, you know, sounds you know say give information that helps people position products helps people use products helps people get our products in the right spot and ultimately helps our customers be successful with our products you know that's what we're trying to do that's a good day for the for the grower it's a good day for the dealer it's a good day for us if if we recommend something and somebody uses it the way we recommended it and they're happy about it, you know, then, you know, product looks good. We look good. Dealer looks good. Farmer's happy. You know, that's that's what we're that's what we're trying to get to. Yeah, that's 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 the great customer uh, expectations, meaning customer experience, really. You know, that's right. a lot of what we try to do. So as we wrap up here, Lance, um, I think one, you know, uh, I try to you know, want to do this with a couple of people, but, you know, what are one or two things you could share with your peers in the field uh, from your experience uh, as you head into harvest that um, maybe words of wisdom, if you will, I don't know the way to put it, but, you know, sh share some some context or some guidance if you can to kind of give that tip or trick for somebody who might be new to the business, might be new to Bayer, um, just something that that comes to mind for you as you as you help someone prepare into harvest season here. I, I think something that I would tell someone that's, you know, maybe, you know, if you're headed into your first harvest or your second harvest, or you haven't been doing this too long, you know, keep, try, try to keep perspective that in our line of work, um, we tend to hear about the bad rather than the good. I mean, mm -hmm. we're, we're yeah. the guy that people call when, when something's not doing what somebody hoped it would. And, and I, and I used to joke, and this is this is probably still true, um, but you know may, maybe maybe it's a, a little bit of a of a stretch. But I would say in my thirty years in the business, you know, I, I used to say I could count on one hand the number of times somebody has called to tell me something was good, and <laughs> and and I probably need two hands to count those times now because it pro <laughs> probably has happened more than five times, but it doesn't happen very often. And so you just constantly get bombarded with somebody who's disappointed in something and and related to that is they never call you to tell you they're disappointed in somebody else's stuff yeah but 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 you need to have faith that the people that represent those products are getting those calls even more often than we are mm -hmm. um but but you never hear that all, all you hear is you know this hybrid's not working that hybrid's not working this got beat by this this got beat by that you know, and, and it's easy to, to think, man, you know, uh, you know, we, we got we got all this data that says we're good, but I'm getting all these phone calls of people that, you know, say we're, we're not good. And and it's easy to to get down uh, with with that and just just try to keep that perspective that, you know, when our stuff is awesome, nobody needs to call you um, <laughs> when the competitor stuff is crap. The competitor hears about that. We right. don't. Um, so, so it, you know, just have, have faith in your products. Um, you know, er everything can have a bad day. Everything can have a bad year. 
Um, you know, we got, we got more good stuff than we know how to sell just to be quite honest with you and, uh, deepest lineup of products we've ever had. And, and it's not going to be perfect. You're going to have bad days. You're going to have products that have bad days. You might have products that have a, that have a bad fall. Um, but you know, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't trade what we've got for anything else in the industry as far as, you know, performance and depth of lineup and products goes. So, um, talk to, you know, talk to your peers, talk to, talk to people that have been doing it for a while, you know, stay, stay, stay close with your ABM, uh, would be, you know, good coaching. I think for, for a TA have a, you know, ha have a mentor TA. That's, that's something is it when you, when you get to do this, as long as I've done it, um, Nick, pe people start thinking you should mentor people. So, um, that's, that's something that I'm going to probably try to start doing a, a little bit more of. And, and I can remember back in the early days of my career, I, I always had agronomists and tech reps and people that, and, and sales reps as well, that I looked up to, I admired, they, they'd been successful for a long time. You know, everybody seemed to like them. They were, they were just, they were just cool people to hang out with. So you know, surround yourself with people like that, you know, stay, stay away from the negativity and, and try to keep things in perspective. That's good. Well, uh, Lance, I'm not sure how many times people have called to tell you this, but I thought this interview was good and I enjoyed it. So hopefully, uh, I make a, make the hand, uh, there's more than one occasion. I'm not just the first finger that pulls up on your hand on that one. <laughs> So, Lance, thanks so much for the time. Uh, appreciate it. And uh, have a safe uh, season as you go into meeting season and harvest season. And uh, hopefully we can regroup here at the end and you'll have uh, even even more wonderful things to say about our product portfolio. That'd be great. Thanks, Awesome. Dave. Thanks, Lance.